Welcome to the Osmology Podcast, presented by AccessFilms.com. Osmology is the study of things that are awesome. Here we talk about things we love, things we don't love, and things we find interesting. The show is hosted by Ben Wiggins of Access Films. And now, hear ye, hear ye, the Academy of Osmology is now in session. Good evening, everyone. Hear ye, hear ye, the Academy of Osmology is now in session. I am here, my name is Ben Wiggins, I'm here with my co-host Sunday Stewart. Sunday, say hello. Hello everyone, I'm Sunday. <laughs> hello. Yes, uh, good to have you with us. And tonight we're going to talk about a whole host of things, including uh, the movie Jupiter Ascending. We're going to talk about going to top private schools, what the benefits and drawbacks of that kind of situation is. We're going to talk about age differences and how that leads to things like an uncomfortable encounter that Sunday may or may not have had at Jack in the Box earlier tonight. And speaking of uncomfortable encounters, I have, uh, in the last 48 hours, have saved the lives of presumably countless American citizens. Um, and we will talk about the scenario that led to that situation. I see you smirking over there, and I want you to know I'm not happy about it. Um, I, I would never and, smirk. That's not that's something I do. I don't smirk, especially when you speak. All of your words are wise. Well, I'm glad you've finally uh, seen wisdom. I feel like I, I feel like I should be, be doing this as I, as I respond to that uh, <laughs> particular comment. Anyway, uh, and we're also going to talk about the time that you, Sunday Stewart, correctly guessed uh, my boss's neighbor's, the, the breed of my boss's neighbor's dog uh, off of like three clues. It was very impressive. And that's, I mean, I'm not going to say that about anything you do very often, but I was very impressed yesterday. So basically, the, we're going to cover the fact that my life goal for like two years out of my life was to be a dog show judge. <laughs> Yes, we will definitely talk about that. Perfect. And, um, and how it led us to where we are today, or more specifically, where we were yesterday. Um, and then also, uh, last but certainly not least, we're going to talk about breakups and whether an amicable breakup is better than a nasty breakup. It would seem at first glance that it's self-evident that an amicable, amicable breakup is better than a nasty breakup. but that may not be entirely true. And one of us, I'll leave you guys to guess who it is, has a compelling case to offer in favor of nasty breakups. So here we go. Sunday, are you ready? I'm always ready. I was born ready. Moving right along. Let's jump right into Jupiter Ascending. Sunday, you saw this movie. I have not seen it yet in part because I was super excited about it, as I know you were too. Yes. And... I was so disappointed by the reviews I was hearing that I elected to uh, not to see the film. But you did, and what were your mm -hmm. thoughts? Um, I watched Jupiter Sending because I was really excited about it, as were you. Actually, I think we even talked about it. I said, there's a movie coming out I actually want to see. Please don't laugh at me. And I said, it's Jupiter Sending. And you said, oh my gosh, I want to see it too. And you waved your hands like this, and it was awesome. I did and, not wave my hands like that. Yes, you did. Anyway, so uh, I did watch Jupiter Ascending, and I, I mean, I've watched some pretty bad movies in my time. I just want to preface that, first of all. One I have of a comment. My hand is raised. 
Yes, you and the sports jacket on this podcast. How can I What's help you? What's the worst movie you've ever watched, bar none? I already know what the answer is, but the audience doesn't, so why don't you tell them? Besides uh, Idiocracy, that I think was one of the worst movies I've ever seen, was 2001, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> For sure. Because there's no dialogue in 2001, A Space Odyssey. And I watched it with you, which made it even worse. <laughs> I would like to say, and I'm going to ignore all of the, you know, relentless criticism and persecution that you level at me tonight mm. in favor of offering some entertainment for our audience because that's what we're really here to do. We're not here to criticize each other or to fight like we always do. Okay, so let's try to control our urges to like get after each other and punch at each other and let's just offer an entertaining show tonight. How about that? Can we can we not fight for like an hour, please? Um, I don't think so. that's possible. I don't think we can ever be in a room or on a podcast together and there not be blows thrown. Like I was saying, if 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey were a 35-minute movie, it might not be the worst movie ever made. Um, and I say that, you know, 45 years later. I realized that, uh, that this movie came out in 1969, I think, and that a lot has happened since then. But uh, the only good part of 2001 A Space Odyssey is the part where the computer's around, the HAL 9000 or whatever it is. And for anyone in the audience who might or might not be named Brian Tannen, that is not the whole movie. It's 35 minutes out of a two-hour and 20-minute movie. So uh, the rest of the movie is borderline unwatchable, if not just unwatchable. So It was pretty terrible. That's the one thing we're going to agree about probably tonight on this podcast, but... It was de- it was bad. End of discussion. Moving along. Yeah, Moving so along. Jupiter Ascending. Let's tell let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah. I watched it. I was super excited because I like the storyline as I have previously discussed with you. I mean, it's an old story. A girl from humble beginnings finds out that she's important, a princess or owns a planet or whatever it is. Um, it's you know, Disney on steroids, and she finds out that, you know, she goes from maid to, like, now owning a planet, and it's crazy, and I think everybody kind of likes that, especially, like, the female audience, and then you get... I have a question. My hand is raised. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you with the annoying questions. How can I help you? How does she own a planet? Like, what is it that makes her like theoretically have the rights to a planet and is that for our listeners who aren't familiar with the story is the planet that she owns like is that planet earth or does she own a different planet no she she owns earth and i don't uh, the details are fuzzy um on that because at some point the story of your life (laughs) yeah by the time i was figuring out that this movie is not going to go the way i fully intended it to go um, I so I checked out on a few details. One of which was how she, why she owns a planet. I think it was because her mother somehow was reincarnated, and she came back as her mother or something. It, the point here is she has a planet. It's Earth, and yeah, go about your life. So somehow she got Earth. She's she owns Earth, and um, okay. So and then so mm-hmm. she owns the planet. So then what happens? Okay, so she owns the Earth, and then she gets whisked whisked away by Channing Tatum because obviously he was in between Magic Mike movies at the time, 
And he <laughs> escorts her off into some other planet. And I mean, who doesn't want to be kidnapped by Channing Tatum? I mean, is a straight guy like... I mean, I wouldn't even get mad about getting kidnapped by Channing Tatum until like, I don't know, probably 18 hours into it. I'd be like, okay, Channing, I've really had enough of this. But if I was a straight woman, I mean, you could probably, you could probably talk me into six weeks of being kidnapped by Channing Tatum. I'm yeah, no, I don't ever want to be kidnapped by anyone, actually. I don't think there is a person that would kidnap me. And I'd be like, you know what, this seems cool. No, I'm like, I'm freaking kidnapped. Got, but if you I were making a list of people that you had to be kidnapped by, where would Channing Tatum? Would Channing Tatum? Why be would I make a list of who thing? would kidnap me? I don't want to be kidnapped. I'm like living my life over You're here. You're so uncooperative. I'm just I'm trying to sorry. ask: in a theoretical world where you didn't mind, there were some people that you didn't mind being kidnapped by, who would be at the top of the list? Would Channing Tatum be anywhere near the top of the list? That's all I'm saying. No, he wouldn't be at the top of the list. People I would want to be kidnapped by or be people that I could like easily, you know, outmaneuver and outthink like you. You could kidnap me. I'd be totally fine with that. I'd be like, look, it's chili cheese fries. It's chili cheese fries. Look that way. And you'd be like, oh, my God, chili cheese fries. And then two seconds later, I'm out of your car and like I caught a plane back to Texas. It would take if, you're, if we're still seconds. in my car, how are, you getting chili, how are you getting chili cheese fries if I haven't even taken you to the hideout yet? I knew it wouldn't even take that. We didn't even have to pass the hideout. I'd be like, "Good, Johnny Rockets," and they have that banana milkshake that you like. And then you'd be like, "What?" And then I, that's it. I'm out of the car. I'm at LAX. I'm flying home to Texas. It's a two-second process. So yes, you could kidnap me because that's easy. I could easily escape. Chain Tatum. I don't know. I don't know how smart the guy is. Like, I need to be. If I'm going to be kidnapped and in like a room with someone. I'm, I'm going to need to have some sort of like intellectual discussion with them. And so if you're going to force me to be kidnapped at this point, it's like, call me Patty Hearst, I guess. And um, now I'm in a, now, what are we even talking about? We're talking about Jupiter City. Now I'm getting kidnapped. I'm trying to ask a question about who, if you had to be kidnapped by someone, who would you want to be kidnapped by? If you were to ask me a question like that, I would think about it and try to come up with a real answer instead of saying, I would be kidnapped by you, Mr. Wiggins, because you'd be the easiest person to escape from. So, um, and by the way, I did not miss your implication that Channing Tatum is a lot smarter than I am. So, true or not, I'm going to remember you said that. Um, but, uh, so, okay. Anyway, so, I, so, what you're saying is I would, I would be the person you the would most want to be kidnapped character. by. Yeah, so Channing Tatum kidnaps Mila Kunis. Mm-hmm. And then? See, I'm so exhausted now. Then he kidnaps her, takes her to a magical other planet, and she realizes, like, oh, my God, I'm on Earth and whatever. And then um, she finds out that they secretly are harvesting planet Earth to live forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, and see, I'm sorry that I ruined the movie for you because that's, no, that's, this is the part where you stop watching. It's, that's it. We're done. You don't need to watch anymore. You know what happens after she figures all that out? There's a lot of explosions and I think her and Channing kiss at some point. Whoa, big shocker there. And I think I remember um, that Eddie Redmayne makes an appearance at one point. Is that right? And he's wearing a lot of clothes, Michael Maciel was saying. Uh, possibly, yes. I don't know who that is because I don't know who famous people are. I only know who Channing Tatum is because people talk and about And Kurt him. Cobain. You know who Kurt Cobain is. Yes, I do because he's dead and because 
I am a big Nirvana fan, but that's neither here nor there. But the oh, it is, here, here, it is actually here and there, and we're going to come back to it in a minute. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, the point is, blah, 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 explosions. There's a bad ending to this movie, and she goes back to, I think, being a maid. So Now, when you say there's a bad it's ending... It's like Cinderella gone wrong. It's like if Cinderella went to the ball and saw the prince and was like, all of that, nope. I'm going to go back to being Cinderella. I'll sleep by these ashes over here. I'm I'm good. About about that lifestyle, nope. I'm good. I'm done. With so that. now when you say Very it's a busy. bad ending, it, do you mean yeah. uh, you mean it's a depressing ending or a poorly executed ending or both? Because it sounds like both. Uh, the whole movie is actually poorly executed. This here's what I like about the movie. The thought of the movie, the storyline behind the movie. I'm going to even give you the casting because I wasn't even super upset about that. I may not want to be kidnapped by Channing Tatum, but I'm not going to be mad about staring at him for a few hours. No one's upset about that. And so, you know, I'm, the idea in magical movie land, I like the idea. The idea was magical. <clears throat> the execution, however, was like uh, how I'm going to relate to when someone says, hey, let's go get Mexican food, and then they drive through Taco Bell. It's, it might sort of be Mexican food, but not really, and terrible, and cheap, and possibly scary and make you sick at the end. <clears throat> so there you go. That's, that's what I've gotten from that. That's the storyline I have here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can live with that. Yep. You're going to. Yep. So, uh, for any of the members of the audience that don't know this already, I got some. Uh, I got some new furniture today, and I'm very excited about it. Um, I will show you the new furniture that I have. That's a rower over there, but it's also a fancy red chair, and this is a new couch, and that's a fancy like throne style chair. And then that is another couch and a nice coffee table and a footstool and an end table and some other stuff. Ooh, ooh, anyway. I have a question. I have a question. Yes, you, the young lady in the front row. Where did you get this furniture? I inherited it from uh, the place that you like to call fake Disney, even <laughs> though it is actually real Disney because it's where Disney like does stuff instead of Disneyland. Um. But, yeah, you like to call it fake Disney, uh, which makes you wrong as usual. So that's where the furniture came from. If we had to move out. Disney. Someone out there is like, oh, you know what's awesome? Disney World. Disneyland. Not like, oh, ABC Studios. No one thinks that. I'm just pointing that out. So it's fake Disney. You know, you're not going to criticize me being the person that you have accused regularly of loving Disney more than I love Jesus, uh, however much sense that makes. Um, so, yes, I get excited about Disneyland just like anybody else does. But if you say to me, Disney, I think of, oh, Disney is a company that does a lot of different things. Among them is Disneyland. So if you said to me, like, the Disney lot, like, or the Disney studio, or Disney, then I'm going to think of, oh, that's probably the place where Disney, like, has their HQ or whatever, where the Disney president is officed, maybe where the ABC Studios president is officed, that's that TV network that they own, um, 
And uh, so, yes, that that is where we moved out of. We had an uh, uh, the the production company that I worked with had an office at Disney Studios, not to be confused with Disneyland for anyone who is still confused, um, which might or might not include my co-host. Uh, but uh, we had to move out of those offices, and the executive producer that I work with um, did not have a place to put the furniture. So he said. Uh, let's give the furniture away to uh, some people that I know. And a person that you're on a webcast with has two thumbs and said, I want all of it. And that turned out pretty well. So, so that's what happened there. All right, moving on. You got free furniture. Awesome. Good story. So Moving I want on. to go back to a story we touched on earlier where you were wearing a Kurt Cobain shirt and you may or may not have gone to Jack in the Box. And why don't you tell the listeners what happened after that? Well, first of all, I did not go into the Jack in the Box, but I, I went through Jack in the Box to get awesome Jack in the Box tacos. That may or may not be. I want to rewind for awesome just a moment. Let's talk about the phrase "awesome Jack in the Box tacos." Can you tell the listeners about the various? I like qualities? Jack in the Box tacos. Okay, carry on. Okay, so if there was a taco hierarchy, which God forbid that ever happens, but there are like you know, it's kind of like the burrito situation. If you have Street tacos in Austin out of a taco truck. That's what I'm going to go with are the best tacos I've ever eaten. And then I'm going to just jump over to like Tortues tacos if you ever get a chance to eat those, which are my favorite tacos. Why, why don't you tell the listeners maybe where like Tortues taco tacos is? Tell, tell the listeners where Tortues it's awesome. is. It's in Texas. <laughs> it's in Texas. So just go with my story. So... Then Taco Cabana, then you have like Taco Bell, and then you have maybe tacos you make at home. <laughs> Actually, no, scratch that. Tacos you make at home, we're going to jump like three tacos up. But anyway, then somewhere down that rigorous line, you've got, <clears throat> hold on, you have Jack in the Box tacos. Now, product placement, product placement, whoever is producing this, can you check with the product placement people on that? Yeah. Listen, these are not, this is not probably the best sake you've ever seen or eaten. I don't even think there's actually like, I don't even think that's like meat that is fit for consumption. But I'm eating it because it's good enough and tasty <laughs> and I'm not upset about it. And they're two for, they're two for 99 cents. And uh, they they definitely, you know, they hit the spot in the world of tacos. I mean, I would actually probably rather eat a Jack in the Box taco than a Taco Bell taco, truth be told. Um, just and because knows Jack the in the Box. Is right. I mean, when you're paying 49.5 cents per taco, it's tough to beat that, don't it you is, think? And not only that, but um, Jack in the Box tacos, <clears throat> um, they, you know, they know what they are. They know that their job in life is not to be a taco. They're from Jack in the Box. They're like, I'm not a sourdough jack. I'm not any of those things. I'm a Jack in the Box taco. 
It's not, you know, parading around as like something fancy. It knows where its place is, which is a crap taco that's delicious to eat at about one in the morning. And that's fine. Hey, product bad. placement guys, maybe we don't want to like call Jack in the box <laughs> about this one. It knows its place and it's a tasty taco. And I, I mean, I I like Jack in the Box. Anyway, so you went to the Jack in the Box drive-through yeah. and you were wearing a Kurt Cobain T-shirt, and then what happened? No, then I went to I went to a grocery store. Oh, okay, and, right. Sorry. Yeah, then I went to a grocery store, and I was checking out, and I have this pretty sweet Kurt Cobain shirt on. What? There he is it, with his name on there, in case you miss who it is as well. And mm -hmm. the girl is checking me out. She's <clears throat> younger. I don't know how old she is. And let's say 18. So I somewhere, yeah, somewhere between 18 and 21 or 23, maybe. For sure, but like, at least the lower end of that range. Yeah, definitely 18. And she says, "I feel like I should know that person on your shirt. <laughs> he looks familiar." And I was like, "Uh, yeah, it's Kurt Cobain." I don't know if you guys saw the part where it actually has his name on there, but I'm gonna ignore that. She's 18. Maybe she can't read. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah? And I was like, uh-huh. I go, you know, the lead singer of Nirvana. She does not get that blank glaze. And she goes, was that like in the 80s? <clears throat> no, ma'am. No, ma'am, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It was the 90s. And so, one, she called me old, which is fine. Fine. And then she asked me if I was wearing my T-shirt ironically. I was like, no. I mean, because I actually was around when he was also around. And I like Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. So, aside if from... If this me, had been a conversation between two men, it would both the conversation itself and the analysis of the conversation would have lasted like uh, like maybe seven and a half seconds. Anyway, I'm just going to pause to point that out. Yeah. Well, the point is, I was like, really, lady? Really, young child? You don't know who Kirk Cobain is? It's fine. I'm going to let it go. And then that got me started to thinking about different errors and errors, eras, I should say, in, you know, life and, um, you know, what each generation is kind of known for and growing up in the 90s I mean we were very like alternatively heavy and R&B was kind of a big deal we had you know Tupac and Figgy and all those things so well so. there's so I one thing that I've noticed recently is yes. that there are a lot of like older shows being rebooted. I mean, and sometimes as TV shows and sometimes as movies like Get Smart came out, I don't know, maybe six years ago. Um, and notably, The Lone Ranger came out two years ago, I believe, and flopped horribly. And then so now they're rebooting another uh, old intellectual property. I say old. It's it's an older intellectual property for anyone named Michael Maciel, who's going to get mad at me for calling it old. Um, but uh, the man from uncle comes out this summer and I am predicting bold prediction. I know that it's going to get clobbered at the box office. Why? Because you and I Sunday Stewart, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to age check you, but I will tell the audience that I am 33. Um, and 
I am at like basically the bottom of the age range of anybody who gives a toot about this particular intellectual property. I mean, I've, and I vaguely know what it is. I know that it's about like well-dressed secret agents, but I kind of liked that better the first time when it was called James Bond. Um, so what am I going to the theater to see exactly? I mean, maybe these are American spies. I assume that they are. Um, although maybe they're not, maybe they're British too. And in that case, why, why am I watching this? Like, I'm not going to see any crazy special effects that I'm not going to see in a superhero movie. So why watch? And I just think that the movie going audience is too young to appreciate this. What do you think? Um, I think so too. I mean, nobody, I don't know anybody, honestly, until I heard this movie and then heard of the movie. And then I said like, I don't know what this is. And finally asked around to my older friends and counterparts as well. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's a show in the 60s. And they're all mad at you right now for age checking yeah. them the same way yeah. at, uh, the grocery age checked you. Yep, and that's fine. I'm just pointing that out. I'm trying to be helpful here. That's what I'm here to do is to help you and help our audience. You're very helpful, and I appreciate that. And um, by helpful, I mean you are not at all. But the point is, is that this is a once-in-a-lifetime super obscure television show, not an entire genre of music that defined a generation. I just want to throw that out there for two seconds. But, <clears throat> anywho. Um, and it was a very obscure television show. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to go see it. I don't want to go see it. I don't, I don't know anyone that wants it. I don't even know people who You know, you know one person who's going to go see it. That was coming out. Michael Masio. You know, yeah, that's the one. Um, so, yeah, Michael likes going to see, I, you know what? Michael Masiel is going to get mad when I say this because I know he's going to watch. But um, I bet he went to see The Lone Ranger too. He's totally going to get mad when I say that. Um, but, uh, okay. So I'm going to make a totally unrelated segue because we need to talk about something that happened in Toluca Lake yesterday. By the way, I hope that if The Man from UNCLE is a good movie, that it does really well. And I hope that if it's a bad movie, that it gets its behind kicked. But the truth is, I think it's probably going to get its behind kicked, whether it's good or bad. So enough about that. Um, yesterday in Toluca Lake, California, which is where I work most of the time, uh, there was no, no. I feel like wait, wait. I feel like I should be announcing it, and then I should interview you as the witness. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Let's do I that. Like, I, I like this. Okay, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, yesterday in Toluca Lake, California, there was a high-speed chase that ended in a near fatality. Thank God, without this practically amazing, super handsome hero. Oh, Benjamin oh you're too kind. I don't know, really. Come on, people. Uh, Holding a container no of vegetables. For later. Put the vegetables aside to save the lives of a canine and potentially several witnesses. Um, here with the story is Benjamin Wiggins. Go. Wait, I'm not here with the story. I thought you were interviewing me. No, Are you I the correspondent? I'm sorry. I give up. That was a, that was a bad idea because now I'm tired. Okay, well, fine. I'll, so I'll tell, I'm the story. tell the story. And then I want you to ask like questions as they come to mind. So mm -hmm. yesterday, uh, the, uh, the producer that I work with and I were working on, um, a story 
And we heard tires screeching. And I said, Mark, did you hear that? He said, what? And he looks up. And as he looks out the window, we see this car comes speeding down uh, Toluca Estates Boulevard, which is a street that is divided into, like, it's divided into two one-way sections. So if somebody's driving on the wrong side of the road, it's really easy to tell. And this maroon SUV comes driving down the road on the wrong side of the road at like re- like way higher than neighborhood speeds. And we're like, what just happened? And then we see two more cars, what looks like chasing it. And as it turns out, that's exactly what they were doing. One of them on the right side of the road and one of them also on the wrong side of the road. So then uh, they get to uh they get to the end of the block and uh, mark and i kind of look at each other like what just happened and then the maroon one comes speeding back this time it's uh on the same side of the road but now going in the opposite direction so it's now going in the correct direction and it sounds like it has blown out a tire um but it is driving on the flat tire again at high speed um out of the neighborhood so we go outside, and I'm going to take this opportunity to make fun of, uh, of affluent white people because I've never seen so many people on their fo- like walking out of their houses on the phone with the police all at the same time. Cedric the Entertainer did a bit one time, and I'm going to butcher this, uh, in the Kings of Comedy where he said, you don't ever hear about no big group of black people getting killed at the same time because we run. We run when somebody else start running. We don't need to ask no questions while we running. We don't need no running coordinator to get all the running organized. We just get our ass up and start damn running. White people, y'all walk straight to the trouble. What the heck is going on? And that's exactly what happened yesterday. All the white people walked out of their houses and went straight down toward the end of the block to see exactly what had happened. And what had happened was, apparently... Someone had stolen something at Universal Studios, um, and then they got in an accident with a car leaving the studio, and then that car that they had gotten in an accident with chased the offending vehicle, by the way, which is also illegal. Like, if somebody gets in an accident with you, just stay behind them long enough to notate their license number. You are not allowed to chase them down and, like, force them to justice. Just get the license number and let the cops handle the rest. Um, so this car chases them and then another car apparently also gives chase and collided with the curb at some point, the second like good Samaritan car got their bumper knocked off and then they both chased the first car to the end of Toluca States Boulevard where apparently there was a standoff. Um, I'm not going to use, uh, the phrase Mexican standoff. Uh, there might've been, um, so anyway, uh, there was a standoff of some kind, and then apparently a large hunting knife was thrown. I'm not making this up. A large hunting knife was apparently thrown at someone. It's unclear who threw or who was thrown at. Uh, and then uh, the the offending vehicle like like swerved like between the two cars um, and like ran over someone, crushing his legs. Um, we'll get back to that part of the story in a second. Um, but, and then left the neighborhood. So then the, so this is right, right before everyone walks outside. So everyone walks outside and we see one of, we see the driver of the good Samaritan vehicle come like running back up the street. Now, allegedly this is the gentleman who had his legs run over by the car. I assume that means 
that the car hit him and injured his leg. Because if a vehicle actually runs over your legs, you're not going to come running back up the street. You're just not. Like, it's going to crush your legs. Compound fractures, like a lifetime of therapy. No one is running anywhere. Um, but this guy comes running back up the street with his young daughter. I don't know where his wife was, but maybe she went and, like, tried to chase the car some more. Um, and the guy makes it back basically to the house that I was, uh, that I was in when we were working. Um, and then he collapses. Now, when we came out of the house, I was like, I basically had my equivalent of like a bag of popcorn. I was munching on some uh, broccoli and cauliflower at the time. And I was like, let me take my veggies outside because we might be uh, because you live in California. If you lived in Texas, you would not be munching on vegetables. I would have been munching on like beef tacos and beef sticks. uh, Well, beef sticks maybe or, or like beef jerky bits or something like that. Um, but, uh, so I had this, I had this broccoli and cauliflower and, uh, first of all, the executive producer that I work with, as soon as the guy collapsed, he sprang into action by like ordering me to go get a bunch of stuff, uh, which I did. Um, but along the, put the vegetables down on the mailbox because if God, uh, thankfully everyone seems to have been okay. Um, but if somebody's going to pass away, like directly in front of you, like if there's a risk that somebody might die, like right there, um, I don't know what you want to be doing because you feel like completely helpless. You're like, I, there's nothing I can do for this person. Um, but I'll tell you what you don't want to do is you don't want to be munching on broccoli while someone is passing away, like while someone is shuffling off this mortal coil right in front of you. You know um, what? So I, I have a suggestion. If I am dying and you're like within feet of me, Feel free mm. to order chili cheese fries and eat those while, whilst I pass because I'm not going to be upset about that. I'm going to try and exit as soon as possible, and I want you to enjoy those last moments. I'm going to say something that I've never said to you before. I appreciate your unselfish attitude. So carrying on with the story, um, I put my vegetables down on the mailbox and ran inside to get like a chair and a couple of bottles of water and stuff to you know make sure that these people were tended to. And the and all of the white people being helpful had gotten a hold of the police and the med- you know, ambulance and the fire department and all of that. And the ambulance showed up moments later. Uh, and the guy who, like, it did seem that he had, like, a broken leg. I mean, not a crushed leg, but it, he was dealing with a serious injury. Uh, he was, like, laid out on the street. And then when they put him on the, like, the gurney or whatever to put him in the ambulance, like, that dude was yelling. Uh, he was he was doing some serious yelling. So I think that he probably did have a broken leg. And he ran all the way up the street on this broken leg to, like, I, what he was trying to do, I'm not sure. I think it was probably just adrenaline. Um, Maybe he just wife, really wanted your broccoli. <laughs> I think that's probably unlikely. He did not look like the type of gentleman that, uh, that partakes in broccoli very often. I'm going to let you draw your own conclusions as to what that means. Um, but he had his uh, young daughter with him and his pregnant wife, who seemed to be fine. Um, I'm thankful that everyone came out of this, in, in theory, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it, was, it, it was pretty surreal because, I mean, this is like a nice neighborhood in, you know, North Hollywood and, and certainly not the sort of thing where this happens regularly. 
Um, apparently a lady got out of the offending vehicle at the end of the street and was collared also by a group of helpful white people. So good job by, uh, by all the white people who wandered over to where the trouble was happening. Um, and I'm trying to see if there's, I had a couple of notes on this. I'm trying to see if there's anyone left out of this. Oh, so, um, I made sure that none of the innocent bystanders suffered from dehydration. I mean, I saved them from almost certain dehydration. So basically, also, all I've gotten from this story is you literally saved basically everyone in the story by handing out your bottles of water. And during the collapse, you were hands-on in escorting him to the ambulance and making um, sure he dehydrates. And not only that, you saved your vegetables, praise the Lord, because I, there's a shortage of those. In I may or may not have, like, I didn't actually save my vegetables until after the incident. And I might not have actually taken the guy to the ambulance, like, myself per se. Um, but I did, in point of fact, like, you know, take a hold of his finger and encourage him to keep his eyes open at one point. So, I, I mean, I basically saved his life. So you saved um, life. It's all, yeah. That's what I'm getting from this. Basically, life-saving techniques were used. Yeah, and then I, I very helpfully waited around for like 15 minutes to see if the police needed a statement. Um, I, I did not oh, actually oh, I have a question. give it's, a statement. Oh, they didn't need a statement from you. They no, were like, no, no we're good. These I appreciate you bringing that up. It's very helpful of you as these usual. 400 other white people outside were like, no, we knew what happened. Let me tell you what's up. Like, they didn't need a statement from you. You know why? Is because... They looked over and saw you saving vegetables and this guy who had collapsed basically in your lap while you're bringing him back to life, essentially. Uh, yeah, essentially. I mean, that's more or less almost, what happened. Almost to the ambulance near a lady that's practically almost giving birth. You saved people's lives. The police were like, your, your plate is full. And she, she was only... She was only months away from giving birth. So, um, and also, As but are really, most you know, pregnant women. Right. So there was another part of the story that we've left out so far. There was a dog involved Ooh. in this, uh, in this altercation. And by involved, I mean, the dog came along after the altercation was over. Um, and while the police were there, I may or may not have spent a few minutes petting the dog and reassuring the dog that everything was going to be okay. Um, and, uh, I feel like that was also a, a vital so you contribution. Saved, you saved the dog from boredom. You saved a dog, you saved a canine companion and multiple other people at the scene of this incident. And you know what? I, I give you a lot of harsh criticisms publicly, but this I'm going to say, congratulations. If there was an award, I would make you one. If I had a piece of construction paper here right now, I would handcraft you uh, a citizenship award. I want to make this but announcement for President Obama. If you should decide to award me the Congressional Medal of Freedom, I am available on Mondays and Wednesdays to receive the award, but not on Fridays. Um, so let's, um, you know, I, I you can get in touch with my people about scheduling that. Um, but uh, yeah, and any canine friends who need assisting, I'm happy to pet dogs of nearly all kinds. By the way, uh, for any of our listeners who didn't know, Sunday Stewart is really good at guessing dog breeds. We were talking about the kind of dog that I was petting 
during my moments of heroism yesterday. And yes. I said that I didn't know what kind of dog it was. And, and Sunday said, well, what did it look like? And I said, well, it was about the size of like a corgi. And it had a, it, but it was a, like a lean dog. And it had a tail that curled over its back, but not like a curly Q tail. Um, and it had uh, pointy ears, not floppy ears. And Sunday Stewart goes, oh, so like probably a Basenji. And I said, I don't know. Let me look it up. And so I went on my phone and typed in Basenji. You sound, like you're, you sound like you're in auto-tune right now. So what he said was like, I said, so it sounds like a Basenji. And then Sunday Stewart said, it sounds like a Basenji. And then I went on Wikipedia and typed in Basenji. And lo and behold, that's exactly what kind of dog it was. So Sunday Stewart, how did you come by all of this knowledge? This canine knowledge? That yeah. I possess. Um, okay, so once upon a time, let's rewind back to 2004, five maybe. Um, I got really into dogs and dog shows, and I may have wanted to become a dog show judge, and I went to a lot of AKC registered events and uh, watched every dog show ever and studied up on dog breeds and was going to take a test about dog breeds and then I realized that I needed to have a life and not do that but it's all right <laughs> so <laughs> but in the meantime I spent a good like 2 years studying dog breeds and the characteristic of each breed and so yeah I mean I really like dogs and so I'm I my one party trick is when people have kind of a weird breed, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a Norwich. And they're like, oh my gosh, it is a Norwich. Everyone always says it's a Norfolk Terrier, but it's a Norwich. And I'm like, I know, because it has the prick ears, so that's the difference. And they're like, oh my god, best friends. That's my one party trick, is telling the difference in dog breeds. <laughs> and so well, dog people who are very intense uh, that have straight like interesting breeds of dogs um, like my friend Katie her parents had a Rhodesian Ridgeback for a long time and I was like oh my god I gosh. feel like that's a kind of dragon from Harry Potter I feel like a Rhodesian Ridgeback <laughs> should be a kind of dragon from Harry Potter it does sound like that but yeah I was like oh my gosh you have a Rhodesian Ridgeback and they're like yes we do that's weird that you know that and I'm like yeah well I mean there is a ridge of hair running along the course of his back, which kind of gives him away. But most people would probably not notice that. But yeah, it's definitely one of those weird, quirky things that I can and do. And if it wasn't and... a type of dragon from Harry Potter, then it should be like a type of uh, a type of like large wild pig. Like your neighbor says, "Hey, we got this cute potbelly pig," and you say, "Hey, I got a Rhodesian Ridgeback." So if your potbelly pig suddenly goes missing sometime in the next few weeks. Don't look over here. I'm right, because I like bacon. What? Sorry, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, yes, so I can identify dog breeds. It's my, it's one of the few skills I possess as a human. I can cook, and I can identify dog breeds. So, I'm a keeper. Basically, uh -huh. what I'm trying to do. Because. Yes. Well, so speaking of uh, keeping and uh, and not keeping, uh, mm. let's. Uh, we one of the last things that we were going to talk about tonight is uh, is breakups, and I know that a lot of people prefer an amenable breakup where possible, an amicable breakup, an amiable okay. breakup, if you will. Um, but 
I have an argument to make for nasty breakups. And my argument is this, it's very simple. It is only in a nasty breakup that you get to find out what the other person, and by the way, this is only relevant if you're the dumpy. If you're the dumper, you know what went wrong, or at least the majority of what went wrong. Um, but if you're the dumpy, frequently you don't actually know. But in a nasty breakup, you always find out exactly what happened. Um, and me personally, being a pragmatic person, um, I would rather know. How do you feel about it? Um, I don't know. I don't normally. No one breaks up with me, so I don't know how that works. I'm normally the as in the words. Oh of my, my god! I'm the heartbreaker. I cannot roll my eyes hard enough right now. I really can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, normally I'm not really the one going like, here's here's what's happening. That's a, that's me. No one's ever been like sobbing uncontrollably, saying like. Oh, you ruined my life. I don't know. I don't know how that works. So I'm actually friends with pretty much everyone I've broken up with because I feel like that's normal. I don't know. Maybe this it's is not my normal. Impressed, right? I'm very impressed with you right now. So yeah. impressed. So I'm saying, so you're saying like you would rather be like a big blowout where everything comes out and they say that you're like a narcissistic like booty hole because that's what you are in general. A narcissistic booty hole. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I'm here's what to edit I really myself want. Here. But yeah, I mean, I, want, and I, like, I just want people to be honest with each other, and I want people to tell each other why they actually broke up with each other. Like, if I mean, I, look, if if somebody's gonna break up with somebody else because well, um, we already know that no one's breaking up with me because I have two skills, and that's cooking and identifying dogs. So that's the only skills I need. <laughs> And right. So, no one's so if anyone was breaking up with someone who was not Sunday Stewart, and if they were going to like, and women are especially bad about this, I think if they were going to say, um, I'm breaking up with you because you haven't had a job in three and a half years. Um, women don't say that. They say like, I just don't think the communication is there anymore. And that is um, not true. First of all, my hand is raised. The one friend that you have in life does not say that. And you know who that friend is? This girl right here. Because you know what I would say? You need to get a job. You have free furniture that you don't even, <laughs> didn't even pay for. And you're on this podcast. I like how you're, you're breaking up with me right now. I appreciate that that's what's going on. Please carry on, by and all you means. Show it off to people all the time. Like, you pay But I have a job. What the hell are you talking about? I have a job. I've had a job for a long time. That's. Whatever that fake Disney. I don't even know if that's real. You could just be lying to me this whole time that you have a job. I don't know. I could just I go know. be going like be going over and hanging out at the Disney lot every day and pretending that that's my job. And and making up fake stories like and now I'm parking in Zorro and today I'm a guest and look at me I got a a new parking pass. Ooh, look at me I'm in I'm in the trailer of TVS Maids and sending brat videos. You could totally do that and just break into the fake Disney lot. No one would know. I don't know. And I talk to every day. I've broken into a lot of places, a lot of places. B&E, entertainment uh, industry breaking and entering is my specialty. Is my specialty. So. I believe it. I totally believe it. And so the point is, you. I like that you always make girls out so crazy. Like they're just like, Mah! like they keep all the secrets till the end. And then yes, that, there's a lot like of secret keeping. The firework, 
the firework finale was like, boo, boo, and this irritated me, and this irritated me, and this irritated me, and I hated this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And, and this. you're, you're dun, alleging dun, 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 that this is not what No, I don't mean, I don't do that, but. I know you don't do that, but that's because you're sane. And that is a characteristic that you share with some of your female compatriots, but not all of them. And by the way, I understand that my gang has some problems too. Uh, we are dumb in ways that I cannot even fathom a lot of the time. You guys aren't really but, dumb. Guys are very, the problem is that you guys are just like black and white and yes and no. And I am more white those, than black for anyone who doesn't know. And if it's not one of those four questions, then females who are like, you guys are black and white. Females are like, but are you really teal? How do you feel about teal? And you're like, I like, I like white. And they're like, but do you like teal? And you're like, teal's, teal's okay, teal's fine. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, I feel like I've been in this like conversation than, before. But like, do you, do you like, like teal? And I'm black? like, oh, teal's good. Yeah, teal's no, no. So, fine. Yeah, my response would be, yeah, teal's fine. And then, well, are you, do you really think teal's fine? Or are you saying that teal's fine because I want you to say that teal's fine? <laughs> and then at the end of the breakup, it's like, you really are black because you're like the absence of all color. And I really wanted you to be white, which is like encompassing all of the colors in the prism. And you just. I knew you never liked teal. teal. I know you didn't like teal. No, I didn't really. I didn't really like teal. I knew that you wanted me to like teal. That's what I, like I knew. White, white's the thing. That's the color. Maybe forest green. <laughs> that's that's uh -huh. you. Guys are like, you know, and then half the time, guys don't even know that they're involved in a conversation, which I really like. Like I like when I can see guys getting in a fight with a girl and they have no idea that they're actually in a fight and they have no idea for like hours or days sometimes even when and they're like oh yeah no we're totally fine it's cool like uh yeah she asked me if I like teal and I was like teal's fine and I'm like oh god you you guys are gonna break up <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, see, yeah, see, that's the thing. That's why, like, women are ready to get, you know, women mature faster than men, and women are totally ready to get into, like, serious relationships way before guys are. Because guys, like, and I, it wasn't until I was, like, 30 that I pretty much could tell if I was in a fight. Um, and I could tell if there was a question coming along that was a loaded question, which happens all the time, fellas, all the time. And for some of you out there, uh, are uh, the, those of you out there who are like, mm, I disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wait. Just wait. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, loaded questions a lot. And so, so you would rather navigating the loaded questions can be a fun process as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to give that up to girls because girls, ex I mean, I'm going to take one for the team over here. I mean, there are girls that ask stupid questions because they want to see what your answer is because, you know, loaded question probs. And <clears throat> I don't I don't I don't get that. Per I mean, personally, that's not my thing, but I don't <clears throat> I don't operate like that as I was once told I have a mental penis. So, my brain operates like a dude. So, I don't <clears throat> I'm not like testing you when I say things like, 
So, do you want to eat Taco Bell or Taco Cabana? It's not a trick. It's not like... The answer is Taco Bell. <laughs> I want to eat Taco Bell, like that's... maybe right now. Yeah, but that's not even a trick. It's not, it's not for you to go, baby, I don't want to eat either one of those places. I want to take you to a nice restaurant. <laughs> and I'm and I'm gonna hold your tray. I don't want you to say that to me. I'm like, no, really, these are your options. Talk with And I'm gonna and I'm gonna give you an answer. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna be and be fine with that. I don't I don't that's we're done with this conversation. Or I do the thing, this is what really freaks out people that I date <clears throat> is I will say, Yeah, it's fine. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's fine. And Every single person I'm dating is going, oh, my God, it's not fine. It's not fine. She yeah. means something else. She means she's saying it's fine, but it's secretly not fine. So whatever I just said that she said it's fine to, it's not fine. So I need to figure out what that is. No, no, it's really okay. Yeah. No. So no. as a guy, and I'm going to offer some advice for the guys out there. There's different kinds of it's fine. There's... The kind where she says it's fine like seven times and like kind of leans into you like, it's fine. No, really, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, it's fine. Um, that In that case, it's actually fine. Um, if she says it's fine once and doesn't make eye contact, it's fine. That's really like I, you're, you have trouble on the horizon um, that you should probably deal with. And I don't mean you should give in necessarily, but like there's just letting you know it's coming. Um, but uh, uh, if she says it's fine, that's, I mean, that's sort of like let's fight like right now. Um, but I'm trying to think of like other varieties of it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like that's not, I mean, yeah, basically everything means you're about to have a fight other than like repeated reassurance, like kind of in a casual voice that it's fine. It's not a thing. Really, it's really fine. Um, the more casual, the better. No, the more I, feel this, I feel like this situ this conversation could be an entire podcast of like girls and guys communication because every day I have, I mean, I work with, you know, 20 some odd females and one of them will say, oh, my boyfriend did X, and I am thinking, okay, cool, whatever that is. Like, you know, he wanted to go hang out with his buddies. And she's like, can you believe he wanted to hang out with his buddies? And I'm like, mm, yes, because I don't want to hang out with you, and I'm a girl, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I would need a break from you. So, <clears throat> yes, yes. Yeah, nope, that's not, and I'm, I don't even have the right answer. And that's regardless, not. I mean, even if you're the coolest person ever, like, everybody needs a little variety in their life. Yes. So what's the problem if your boyfriend wanted to go hang out with his guy friends? Because they, unlike you, have a penis like he does, and so he might want a little bit of common ground in that regard. Um, and you are welcome to hang out with other people who have a vagina from time to time. I'm just saying. Totally possible. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I kind of get your point. I mean, girls do this weird thing, and they hold it all in, and then they explode out at the very end, like the grand finale of fireworks of crazy. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess if you want a very explosive breakup, and you're like, oh, finally, it's all out in the open now, I guess that's, <clears throat> I guess that's the only thing you can hope for. But, I mean, I think in the perfect world, 
you could also, in the one percentile of relationships, you could also hope that there was, like, communication if you just wanted to get crazy I with mean, it. I mean, God forbid <laughs> that there be communication in a relationship. But we are about out of time for tonight. Sure. So, uh, Sunday Stewart, do you have any final words for the listeners before we call it a night here at the Academy? You know, I'll go... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, please forgive Sunday Stewart for uh, tuning out early. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and joining us here at the Academy of Osmology. And we will see you next time. The Academy is adjourned. Thank you for listening to the Osmology podcast. For more information, check out accessfilms.com. Follow us on Twitter at underscore Osmology and like our page at facebook.com forward slash Academy of Awesomeology. Follow your host on Twitter at Benjamin Wiggins and feel free to like his page at facebook.com forward slash access Ben Wiggins. Be sure to check out the Access Films podcast as well on accessfilms.com forward slash radio. The Academy is adjourned.